Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I'm Amanda Seals here. My voice is a little hoarse. My voice is a little hoarse. I was at a gospel concert. I know some of y'all are like, but you are a heathen. Like you don't, ne- you are not a Christian. Like you don't never, you you always say that. But like good music is good music. And also good energy is good energy. So at the end of the day, like it's a whole room of people singing about like lifting up spirits and believing. And, you know, there wasn't anything evangelical BS going on. It was just a lot of, Good black shouting, okay? And so, you know, I'm down for any of that. Also, as a, as it's a person who is a black culture like connoisseur, a black church space is, is is still just some blackness that you you know that you engage in and you interact with because it just feels extra extra black as well. You know, they singing gospel down, but listen, the inches is there, okay? The weaves. The hair was placed and anointed. You understand me? All right, all right. Because Miss Karen Clark sheared had like a side sheer going on, and then uh, and then uh, yeah, she was giving us styles. Okay. So today's group chat Thursday. The whole team is here. We got uh, Supreme. We got TJ. We got. Rita Brent, and we have Jeremiah like the Bible. And we're going to talk about all types of things because we are free to do so. And it is also World Freedom Day, which is wildly ironic considering we are watching the, the, the annihilation of a people. Every day we're watching it. So much so that it feels less and less bizarre to say it. And that is frightening. That is frightening. And... Uh, I want to shout out the staffers, the White House staffers who came out, who walked out yesterday in in um, in hopes for a ceasefire and challenging. I mean, and they're the ones answering the phone calls. When you call your representatives, like they don't answer the phone. It's the White House staffers, you know, the folks who are interns and who just got jobs on the Hill that are answering the phone. And a lot of them are Arab. A lot of them are Muslim. A lot of them are just, you know, human beings with with good hearts. And they're like, uh, our our senators or our Congress people, like they don't care. And they were just like, we're fed up and they walked out. And I thought that was just a really beautiful show of courage. So shout out to those young people, young skin, wise minds, young skin, wise minds. So as we celebrate World Freedom Day or as we acknowledge World Freedom Day, I would love for you all to just think about today, like what do you consider to be your freedoms? You know, what do you consider your context of like what freedom is? Just like sometimes you'll be like, I was poor growing up and their version of poor growing up is like, I didn't get a car when I turned 16. And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not, I mean, that's, that's, I get that's your context of poor. Um, but in the greater scope of things, especially as we are seeing 
what is taking place in the Congo, what is taking place in Sudan, what is taking place in Palestine, we then get a, a, a broader perspective of what freedom actually means. All right. So think about that while you're driving, while you're cleaning, while you're at work. Now, we're going to be talking about some things today. We also have Sam J. Comedian Sam J is going to join us as we talk about being single versus being in a relationship. Because, ciao. Is one more beneficial than the other? Also, like, is one affecting the other relationships you have than the other? You know, like, I know some people who their singleness affects their ability to be friends with married people and vice versa. Also, our group chat topic of the week is for our pet owners. What do you love about being a pet owner? Oh, my gosh. So excited. Um, can't wait to hear your thoughts on what you love about being a pet owner and how does be, how does having a pet add to your life? Lastly, we're going to talk about what is it like being Black and attending a predominantly white institution. As a graduate of SUNY Purchase and Columbia University, uh, I can speak to this, but we're going to definitely expand the conversation. All right. Remember, if you want to hear from us, all you got to do is hit us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Let's get into it. Group Chat Thursday here on The Amanda Seals Show. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Check this out. On Thursday, we group chat. It is what everyone's talking about. Yes, y'all. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. And we are so fortunate. We're joined by someone I've known for like a really long time. Comedian Sam J. I don't think there's ever been any like platform I have done with that you have not appeared on <laughs> like you've done so. every podcast you've done every radio show you've done literally everything i've ever done there is a sam j episode so now we Yay. have done this here at the amanda seal show so yeah you see the connectivity I gotta get my podcast so you can be on it well, you know, I was not on your TV show, so the 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 the, the actual exchange has never actually equal equaled out. She had two TV shows. I ain't been on neither of them hoes, but it's it's fine though. It's I fine. My karma is okay, my karma is in place. Mine. One other one was a group project that wasn't mine, but one was mine, and I'll I'll hold the bag on the that one. And let me I'll just say, let me just say, the majority of the group in the group project had also been on all my shows as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm realizing this in real this time. Is by the way. This, was not in my, this was not in my back pocket. It just came <laughs> to me in real time. Like, oh, wait. But Sam J has a new uh, HBO special, Salute Me or Shoot Me, which is a very strong. Uh, <laughs> it's very ride or die. It's very ride or die about it. Yeah, um, and we, we, <laughs> we appreciate the We appreciate people who stand for things. We appreciate who people who are just stand on it. It, okay, well, okay. So this is what we want to talk about. We want to talk about today the the, the idea or just the reality the reality between being diff, like the difference between being single versus married in America. Because Queen Nija recently said that she's envious of single women with no kids because she said their lives seem simpler. Um, mm. And but she is also a cisgendered heterosexual woman, which I feel like is a very particular experience. Because just, yeah. just men, the experience of dealing with cisgendered heterosexual men is really, <laughs> the, the gaslight is we're simple. Would you consider yourself simple, Supreme? Me? Very much so. Simple Supreme no. is what they call me. <laughs> Your name is literally Supreme. 
supreme. Like that doesn't imply anything simple. Simply supreme. (laughs) Simply supreme is an oxymoron to me. Like anyone who's like, I am supreme. That's like the utmost, the topmost. I mean, even just like the taco supreme at Taco Bell is indicative that this is not going to be the basic taco. It's going to be a leveled up. There's going to be more complexity to this. So my question to you first is Sam J. Do you feel like there is a simple a simplicity to your life with the marriage element or was it simpler without it because i know some people be Uh, like oh i want to get married because it's simpler i think it's both i think some parts of my life became more simple and some parts of my life became more complicated you know like there's definitely more stability uh and Mm. it's just more balanced i feel a lot more balanced than when i was just single i felt like free falling a lot especially like doing comedy and being on the road and it just gets lonely and you have no one to kind of bring that stuff back to you kind of just like what is this all for so like in that way it's given more purpose to all of this stuff that i'm doing and that's made things somewhat simpler but that's also made things more complicated because now i feel like i have all these responsibilities and stuff that i gotta like maintain and so that adds a layer to it you know Listen, y'all, that whole responsibility thing is kind of wild, kind of crazy. We're going to come back. We're going to keep this conversation going because I am recently single and I have been like looking at like, okay, what what are the differences? When we come back, we will discuss here at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. (laughs) We are here with... (laughs) Sam J, whose HBO special Salute Me or Shoot Me is available for streaming. So make sure you check it out. Uh, We've been talking about just like the difference in the life. Like once you're single versus married, she just found out in real time that I am now single. You actually met my ex. You met him. Yeah, I met him. Yeah. I feel like a couple of times. Well, I guess. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Right. But when people ask me, like, why did y'all break up? I mean, there's probably a bunch of stuff that I don't know. But I know that in my mind, in my experience, it was because it was like, if I'm going to be in a relationship, I think that response, like us having shared responsibility and partnership should be like a thing. Like we should be making each other's lives easier. And if you're in the like, so I feel like the people I know that are in a relationship where that's happening, like they feel like they're in a happy situation where it's like the people I know that are single are like well it didn't make a sense it didn't make sense to say in it would you say that that has been something that has been different for y'all because i know rita you married too both of y'all are lesbians yeah i don't <laughs> both of y'all lesbians. <laughs> uh, <I> don't... <laughs> with your hat and your do rags you know what i really feel like this is like this very like cliche answer but like no she doesn't make my life easier at all you know like <laughs> i love her like, no honestly <laughs> i guess there's moments and times you know what i mean but like overall it's dealing with a whole nother person in there like crap you know what i mean and like we've been dating off and on for 17 years and then consistently mm. for six years and like i'm learning all the and she's learning all this and so it's like a lot of complication and in mess really and you just gotta be willing to like sift through it with somebody and she's just the person i want to like deal with but it's not (laughs) like 
she's, you know, <laughs> making it rosy. Now, I'm curious, Supreme, you are married. I am. How about your, do you feel like you, I've heard you say in the past that like, when you got you got married because it was time. What did that mean? Um, you know, a lot of years of playing, you know, I had to put up the jerseys, throw it up on the Raptors, retire it, you know, throw it up there and the you know smile I only, is wild. Oh, I only been married for two years, so I can kind of relate to the single life and um the married life. It's definitely different because you're like when you get married legally, you're one person. Like they could mess up your credit, they could run something up in your name. Mm. So you need to, you know, examine that person and really get to know. Do you want this person representing me when I'm not around? Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I used to date a dude who would just, um, I guess he would like show up places and use my name and I didn't know this. And then I ran into Fab Five Freddy on the street and oh, he was no. like, hey man, what's going on? And I was like, oh, what's up Fab? Um, and he was like, hey, you still talking to that dude? And I was like, nah, he was like, good. Cause that's using your name. And I don't like that. He was like, I was at an event and I saw him, you know how Fab talk. I saw him yeah, at an I was event. He was like, good impersonation. <laughs> he was like, I heard him at the door and he was like, yeah, I'm a man of seals, man. And that's how we got in the door. And then he came over to me and said, yeah, you know me from a man of seals. And I just didn't feel comfortable with him using your name like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, Looking I think what we've learned in this break is that I have terrible taste. I think that's what we've learned in this oh, break, man. that I've had terrible <laughs> taste. Um, it's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say as a married person, I think it is still important that each individual has a sense of autonomy, you know, because I'm a comedian, Sam J. Amanda, you really want your partner to have a life of their own so they're not just yes. obsessed with you, you know what I mean, and, and, and straggling. So that's important to me. Like, even though I'm married, my wife is still an individual, you know what I'm saying? So she didn't have to follow me around. Like, go do your thing, have your own friends, and I think that's important for balance, too. We're going to talk about friends when we get back, because TJ got a story. <laughs> Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. We've got Sam J, comedian Sam J, joining us. You have seen Sam J on her show Pause on HBO. You've also seen her on The Bus Down, and now you've seen her latest special Salute me or shoot me on HBO streaming Eagle. now. I refuse to call it Max. Um, I don't know what that is. I don't know who that, like, I don't know. That's, I'm not about that life. All right. Um, but we've been talking about like just the, the conversation of the difference between like being in the relationship and then being single. And, you know, I, I, mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about this because I know that Sam has been, I've known Sam since she was single and I've known Sam since she's been like committed for these six years. So, but we've still been friends, right? But I know that there are some people yeah. that feel like once they are in the marriage, they don't, they like purge their non-married friends. Now, TJ, I feel like we had a story like this with you before. Well, if, if it's, I think this is the story, um, just being the single friend, because I'm single. I'm not, I don't even have a man. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even in a relationship. So I was with a group of girls who are really good friends, or I thought we were really good friends. And it was a pool party in the backyard. And being the single friend, I said, okay, it's a pool party. I had on some short shorts. I said, I'm going to put on some longer shorts. And I was trying to be mindful of what I wore in front of all the married men. And as I'm sitting there, then there was this big confrontation about you want my husband. Now, the husband had texted me a time or two, but I didn't want the you husband. You didn't say that the first time. 
you tell the story. I left that part out. I left you that see? part out. <laughs> but and it was like a hey, how you doing? But it wasn't like let's go on a date. But I'm like, why is this man texting? That me? is let's oh. go on a date. That's exactly oh. what that is. Yeah. It was a how you doing text, you know. Oh. And then the girl oh said, God. don't let her know that he did that. Tell him to stop. Tell him to block your number. Tell him to, you know, all of this. And I'm like, okay. So when I was confronted. I was really shocked and I was hurt. I was really hurt because she was a friend of mine and I was being so mindful and dismissive of him, but she placed it all on me. And to this day, I haven't gotten over it. Wow. You wore a whole Damn. Missy Elliott bubble suit to the pool party just so this man wouldn't text you. <laughs> That's crazy. Not a bubble suit. That's what did the husband do? The husband wasn't there, so she did it. He was there at the party, See, but when he, he went to do there. a run, so he went to the store and while they were at, while so they he was went, at the grocery no, the store, the actual culprit left. Yeah, and oh, then so that's he when really she did. wanted to confront you. So, so when the mm -hmm. girls say, "How can we get this back together?" I said, "No, he needs to be in the conversation." They were like, "Well, that's not going to happen." Well, then we can't we resolve doing? this. Then, so you what? lost six friends. I'm going to be mad about this all over again. Let me. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, because listen, a friend of mine recently got divorced. And she said that her homegirl, who she's been with, who she's been friends with for quite some time before they were even married, her homegirl, now that she's divorced, said, well, we can't hang out anymore because we I don't hang out with single people. Have you heard of this before? I've never heard of this before, but apparently this is really I've a thing. I've heard people that do that, but I don't do. I, I mean, I think there's, there's people that believe in that. I don't necessarily understand that, but there are people who believe, like, that is the way to keep your marriage strong and that you don't have any single friends and all this kind of stuff. But, like, I don't know. It's not deep to me. But I'm also that just depends on your individual separate. discipline, though. You know, like if, if a single person can convince you that easily to step out on your marriage, then that's on you. <laughs> it ain't on the single person. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's Where's I mean, your discipline? Right. And how do you know? Do you like ask I mean, each one of your friends? I don't want to be around single people. Like, that's, that's a fact. Like, there are times <laughs> when I'm like, uh, I'm not really in the mood for that energy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> my girl, I'm, like, a couple times. I'm not in the mood for that. That's single energy is different because like single people like these be lonely bro and then you you be like chilling and love and then they start being like telling you they problems and you're like i don't really care because like i'm not having these problems <laughs> like, i have a lot of people, gay male friends i have a lot of single gay male friends at the end of the night it gets sad you always start crying they always go like when it's time to finally go home and be by yourself then it's like emotional breakdown after an emotional breakdown sometimes you don't oh, want to do no. that and that's that well sam we love you we appreciate you joining us for our group chat today tomorrow you're gonna check out sam on for the record i'm gonna give her the scenario she's gonna give me the song you know how it goes on fun day friday keep it like right here the amanda seal show we have more group chat thursday for the amanda seal show we up we up we up McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. 
all hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it is time for... Most likely to with Jeremiah Like the Bible. Hey, y'all. So, Amanda, today's seal show superlative goes to, I don't know, do you know Pink Pantheris, the singer? Or that's too young. Okay, I was like, she's, she actually became popular through TikTok, and now she's like this big big star. She has a song called That Boy's a Liar with Ice Spice. No. Oh, with Ice Spice. I do know this song, yes. Okay, yeah. okay, her. Well, Against she my will, this- but yes, I know this song. <laughs> Her still show superlative is most likely to not pick up the phone. Because guess oh. what, Amanda? She missed out on a studio session with none other than Kendrick Lamar. Whoop. But when you find out why, you'll be like, really, girl? So apparently she was on a date <laughs> with this guy, and they were watching Nightcrawler. But the guy asked her to cut her phone off during the movie. So while they were watching the movie, the phone was off. And she got the call that could have not changed her life. But yeah, got her in the studio with K-Dot himself. And to this day, she regrets it. She talked about it and, and part of her new ID cover story, which came out last week. And she basically admitted about how like, dang, me cutting off my phone really kept me from possibly winning a Grammy with Kendrick Lamar. Listen, these men will ruin your life. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying women off. won't, but I'm not saying women won't, but and I'm yep. just saying, these men will ruin your life. Why would you, you need to cut your phone off? Was his phone cut off? Great like, question. what? What are we even talking about? We can't watch a movie like we can't put it on focus. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to focus on a movie. Focus on me. I'm we can't put it on. But that's on. see. But you see, that's what it is. <laughs> you need to focus on me. I'm just like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, why do we? Oh my god! I just just the consistency with which I see toxic masculinity showing up as just basic bottom line insecurity that ends up just causing everybody around them to have to move in these like chaotic ridiculous ways is just disheartening she could have won an oscar an oscar no a grammy with (laughs) kevin with kevin like i can't even talk today that's how i just can't I'm, i'm done well you know what and you know what who knows but i wonder if that boy that she was with that man that she was with was was the inspiration for another song where she's like ugh that boy's a hater. He made me turn <laughs> off my phone. He definitely not get another date after this. You make me miss my session with Kendrick Lamar. You're done. You're done. I mean, would she have left the date to go to the session? Ooh. I mean, I would have. <laughs> Here's hey. the thing. It's like, where are y'all in the relationship? You know what I'm saying? Like, great question. Because if it's, it's, where are y'all in the relationship? Because sometimes, I mean, like, if you 20, but, she's what, 20 nothing? She's Baby like girl. Yeah, baby girl, head out, head out, <laughs> head out. Because you know what? Your ovaries are still popping. You you, you got time. But I'll be mad if you stay with me. If you tell me, oh, I have a Kendrick session I can go to. And you're like, no, I'm going to stay here and watch this movie with you. I'm looking at you like you a dummy. <laughs> like, really? Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, listen, people make crazier decisions. But right. you know what? I'm glad that she learned about, I'm glad that she learned a lesson. And, you know, that she's going to be more conscious about um, her telephonic connectivity. I'm with you. 
Keep it like right here, the Amanda Seal Show, y'all. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this up. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. show it's amanda seals here as we continue on a group chat thursday now this hour we want to talk about all my folks who were black at a pwi pwi stands for a predominantly white institution okay mm-hmm. we're talking about college now we have some hbcu graduates here on the show but we also have me and tj all right and we we went <laughs> we went to some white white places White institutions. And I got to tell you, it is a very different experience from what I understand from folks who have went to HBCUs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to talk about it because don't get me wrong. We know we love the HBCUs and we have to build big up the HBCUs. But for some programs, it's kind of like the PWI ends up being like the best option for those particular programs. And so people feel like, dang, I got to go there, you know? And then there's also just the element of like... Right. I gotta, I gotta go to Harvard because f them for trying to keep me out. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's also that energy as well. Right. But we gotta talk about how do those folks get support in those spaces. So we're gonna get into all of it right here at the Amanda Seal Show. When we get back, don't go anywhere. It's a group chat Thursday. Call us up one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Check this out. On Thursday, we group chat. It is what everyone's talking about. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals here on a group chat Thursday. And I've got the Amanda Seals Show crew in the building. All right. Now, let's talk about this whole PWI thing. I don't know how Mm. much Jeremiah and uh, Supreme could really, like, chime into this. But we talk about the experience at HBCUs. We never really talk about the PWI experience. Mm -hmm. Does that have to be college? Well, what would what would be another private I went to a PWI high school? Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah, there's definitely a mm-hmm. PWI high school situation that's unique. Uh, was it like a boarding school or like a private school type of scenario? I went to a magnet school. I went to Western School of Environmental mm. Science okay, and Technology. Okay, all <laughs> right, all right. Flexi flex. Um, did you want to go there or did your parents want you to go there? Like, how did you end up there? I did. I used to want to be a scientist before I wanted to be a DJ. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a DJ is a scientist yeah, exactly, of exactly. music. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. All that mixing. You know what I'm saying? Putting them, mm-hmm. putting them things together. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So when, when you got there, though, did you regret it? I like that experience, but I used to only be the only black kid in my class. So it was, a, I felt like I had to represent the whole race in the class. So <laughs> that was a different feeling. You know, I got to do good because we're going to look crazy out here if I don't do good. So, yeah. Were the white girls on you? Not you know what? It, I was really innocent in high Wait, school. Wait, so no. said, hmm. nah, nah, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. Wait, at all. you said what? You were really? Like, I was really innocent in high school. Like I was into sports, and you know, like I wasn't really into. I didn't start really dating until I got out of high school. So I was chilling. Okay, because I feel like the hip hop swag. You know, the white girls would really be like up on that. <laughs> TJ, 
You <laughs> are the elder. So what was it like for you way back? <laughs> Ooh, Amanda. Oh, Amanda. <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm messing long, with long, you. long time ago, days, right? You, you know what? Real, really quickly, when the, the whole affirmative action thing came about with, uh, you know, college entry and admission, I will mm -hmm. say that I got into the University of Wisconsin on affirmative action. So when that right. whole thing got struck down, that really impacted me because I'm like, man, I got in because of affirmative action. And say, like, if there were 75 people in my class, if there were four black people in that class, we would be like, it's a lot of us in the class. <laughs> because I got accustomed to having just me in the class or maybe one other student. And then I was in a, the school of journalism. So then it was like, it was really limited. It was just a few of a small handful of black students in the whole college of uh, journalism there. And I just, I remember going into class and I always sat in the front and I always raised my hand because I was like, they're not going to just know that the black girl didn't come today. They right. weren't just, I wasn't just going to be the dot in the class. So I was asking questions. Even if I didn't have a question, I was going to ask a question. <laughs> and I was going to sit in the front Make and be question. present in, in the class because I, I don't know. If I felt a responsibility mm -hmm. to be more than just that black girl in the class. And it was a little, it was, it was Wisconsin. So, you know, it was, it was, it was, was some racism say, going on. With yeah, Midwest yeah. is a whole different, white, different kind of white. It's a whole different kind of white. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I want to talk about how you find community on campus in these type of scenarios because I want to speak about my experience with that. Uh, so keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals Show. We're talking about being black at a predominantly white institution. It's a doozy of a time and it takes navigating. We're going to get into it when we get back. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and uh, we are in a group chat Thursday. So we've been talking about this whole idea, or the whole experience, I should say, of being black at a pri at a predominantly white institution, like, mm -hmm. and you know, Supreme Supreme expanded it beyond college and you know grad school, but to also high school. Um, so for me, I'm curious about also, like, how you find community on campus, mm, right? Like, good. it's not, it's not really as easy as people may think it is. Um, because sometimes also you get the black people that are like, I want to be by myself. Like, I want to be, I want to immerse, <laughs> you know, uh -uh. like the tokens. And I, I would be the black, I'm the black person that's like, hey, it's me and you. And they're like, no, it's not. Like, don't, <laughs> don't blow my cover. When, when I think but, of that, I think of higher learning. Like, just that's what I always thought the PWI experience was like, was like higher hmm. learning. The movie. Yeah. Well, okay, I will say this. Like, when I went to SUNY Purchase... I don't know that I don't know that SUNY was even predominantly white, but it definitely wasn't like a black college, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. they didn't have black studies. I had to literally create my own major 
which was a black studies major. And um, they had, I remember they had Opia and it was like the organization of African peoples in America. <laughs> like, okay. That was our black like organization. And that was where when I first got to school, like I felt like they would like recruit. Like if they mm. saw you, they'd be like, yo, come to Opia, come to Opia, come to Opia, come to Opia, you know? And then there was right. like, um, there was a Latinx one. It would be like, we would all do like stuff together. Right? Cause it was basically yeah. like everyone had this understanding that like, if we don't stick together, we ain't gonna be Stop able her. to make it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? But when I went to Columbia, I went to Columbia in graduate school and I was in the Institute for Research in African-American Studies. So I didn't really experience the PWI part of Columbia until I had to take like my core classes. Mm -hmm. And I okay. remember I had to take a class on like South African women, South African women and it was taught by a white woman. And I was like, come on. <laughs> Where Dang was it. the program at Columbia, like majority black students as well, learning about African-American studies with you? Oh, yes. Um, the Institute for Research in African-American Studies, or IRIS, as we call it, was formed by the late Dr. Manny Marable. And it was black, black. Okay? okay. Because it also wasn't the kind of African-American studies program that was rooted in like doing just like history classes. Like it was about mm -hmm. like, we need to learn to like change things now. We had okay. like one white boy in our class. We had a, uh, an Indian chick, my, my homegirl, Natasha Kragankar, who went on to be a lawyer for the NAACP. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's like, wow. you know what I'm saying? But I don't know if y'all remember this, but do you remember when there was a sister at, I think, like, USC that tried to start, like, a black drum? Like, she tried to start, like, a dance team at USC, yeah. and people were oh, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like a majorette, yeah. Mm -hmm. do, what did you all think about that? Mm. I had mixed feelings. Mm. Okay, I like the idea. I the only feelings. thing I didn't like is that since you had a PWI, they could be like, well, let the white girls do it. And I'm like, I don't want to see white girls doing majorette. That's my right. biggest thing. <laughs> like, you can't really gatekeep it because it's not in an institution that really, I don't think necessarily even values this art form in the way we do in our Yeah. Community. That was the trick. But part. I probably would have been signing up if it would, if they would have had <laughs> that at University say. of Wisconsin. I probably would have been like, girl, you see that? I'm going, what day? <laughs> And I would have been on You know, when I was at SUNY Purchase, they tried to do a version of that. Um, mm -hmm. But the two chicks who started it, Vanessa and Courtney, were haters. Um, and even though I could actually tumble and the rest of them couldn't do none of that, they did not choose me for the class. And they, I mean, for the for the group. And then they proceeded to try to, um, well, they probably successfully got my man to cheat on me. It was a time. Oh, <laughs> College was a That's time. College was a time. But when we get back, let's talk about how the attending a PWI impacts like how we've showed up in our careers. Because I don't know about y'all, but TJ, she said the other day she got a code switch voice. So we're going to hear it when we get back to the oh, Amanda Seal Show. <laughs> the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here. It's a group chat Thursday. And we've been talking about uh, how, you know, just the the experience of being black at a, at a predominantly white institution. And TJ... And I both went to PWIs for college. And I just was curious, like, how this has shown up, like, in our careers, mm -hmm. right? Because I don't even just mean, like, I don't even mean, like, uh, academically. I know a lot of people's argument when they would be like, oh, like, I went to a PWI because if I, they, I've had people say, like, I didn't want to go to an HBCU because we live in a white country. And so I want right. to know how to deal yeah. with white people. Yep. Right. And I and they were like, I feel like if I go to an HBCU, that I'll be like insulated. And I won't get like the tools that I need to deal with these folks. 
Do right. you feel like going to a PWI like helped you with those tools, or do you feel like it was like I could have I could have used some insulation with some blackness a little longer? I do. I feel. I think so. I feel a little bit of both. I think it helped me like dealing with in corporate America. Like it reminded me of high school a lot. Just wow. In only- what way? I worked for another company before I worked for Radio One. That was that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> So I, w- I was the only, literally the only black person that worked there. So it reminded me of being the only black kid in, in the I class see. in high school. So yeah, I, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much the same way because I was forced to engage with not just white people, but Asian people and all these mm-hmm. people from different cultures and, and different backgrounds. And I got comfortable doing that because I didn't have a choice. Although I wanted, when I graduated, I wanted my brother to go to an HBCU, and then he went to the <laughs> University of Minnesota, so he went to a PWI too. It's probably yeah, even wider in Minnesota. Yeah. See, I <laughs> feel like I had the opposite. So, to your point, I mean, people talk about the whole idea of like HBCUs, feel like you like self isolate. So I didn't think about that, but I've had the opposite experience where growing up in Atlanta, I've had like black everything my whole life. Yeah, right. So when I got a job in Texas, that moved to mid- the middle of Texas. And I was like, where are the black people at? Like, there were like even the community was just like white. And I was just like, oh, I've never felt so like out of the ordinary. Like, like even going to the grocery store or going to work where it's like, oh, I'm like one of two or three other black people in this space in a way that's that's like j- jarring to me that I've never never experienced. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. But I think going to HBCU helped me like still be able to stand in my blackness and not feel like uncomfortable in it, but more so like, well, I'm here, y'all. So Mm -hmm. give me my dashiki nice to meet (laughs) y'all i mean i think that's necessary you know i think there's a lot of folks that say that like you know by actually going to the hbcu and being insulated in that space there was also like a lot of like confidence building that Mm -hmm. provide that was like provided that you need when you get into these white spaces i mean i will say i mean even though i didn't go to an hbcu i feel like my experience in college was curated to be as black as yeah. possible <laughs> oh yeah like, i was yeah. like you know what i'm saying like i made my experience like as black as possible like i really was surrounded by blackness at all times <laughs> again i told y'all i made up my own major of a black studies major <laughs> like y'all don't got what i'm gonna make one all right and so by the time i kind of got into like these white spaces like i remember when i was working at sirius like mm-hmm. i remember my boss was like who was a brother he was like um you know, you need to fix your face because you walking around here looking like an angry black woman. And I was like, I am an angry black woman. (laughs) I remember going to speak at this school. I think it was Skidmore College. And the group I was speaking to, I asked how many people didn't see a black person until they got to this school. And there were so many people that raised their hand and had never seen a black person (laughs) in real life. My first what? roommate so, was that person. Yeah. Wow. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My mom was like, we got to get there first so you can get your side of the room and yada, yada, yada. So the look on her face and her family's face when they opened the door <laughs> and then you got this black family, me, my mom and dad. And, you know, I'm already in the room on my side. And they were like, oh, my God. You know, I didn't want to be in the room with her myself. You know, (laughs) (laughs) just because I'd rather have my own room, you know, so she's she's looking at me. I'm looking at her. Yeah, she was totally racist. And and we we totally racist, totally racist. And and we ended up talking and she told me she had never seen a black person in person 
at all. So then that that really showed me how images on television of black people mm-hmm. yeah. impact people because all she saw was black people on the news. And you know how they depict us on the news. And I was totally not that person. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So well, th- that was a time. That was the time. Well, when my roommate's mom came to visit, she was like, oh, you're lighter than I thought. So, you know, it, it goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. We've been talking about being black and attending a predominantly white institution. Let's go to the phone line. What's good, Amanda? Love your show. Um, I was listening to the question about, um, you know, what's not acceptable to go to or whatever. And then uh, the, the brother that you uh, <laughs> kind of laid into for saying beggars can't be choosers. It felt like it was a setup. Like, you got to let the brother speak. You know, my whole thing is this. There are levels to all of it. Right. First of all, if we know anything, I believe that that. Uh, whole video with the girl saying she's not going to the Cheesecake Factory was a whole, you know, it was, it was acting. It wasn't, it wasn't real. Which, you know, it's just like the, the McDonald's baby daddy or baby mama thing with the, with, the, with the whole situation. All of that, though, there are plenty of people who love Cheesecake Factory. There are plenty of women who love Cheesecake Factory. They're putting it up on, on, on the socials now that they love Cheesecake Factory. And there are plenty of women who are begging to be taken out. There are. And it just is. You know what I'm saying? So what he was speaking about is like, his money matters, you know what I mean? Now, of course you should have a conversation about what you like and don't like. But there are some times that some women want to be taken to whatever posh, crazy restaurant with all the, you know, trimmings and all this other stuff. And y'all don't even last past that day. Like, why would I take you out to someplace extremely special on the first date? Like, first date, man, we should be able to hang out and walk. We should be able to walk through the park, go to Highline or something. And, and, you know, saying have a good time with a hot dog. But my whole thing is expecting to be taken to some kind of expensive restaurant already tells me someone's character. You feel me? So that's, that's just my two cents. And, and next time, let that brother talk. <laughs> Don't call him a chauvinist because he, and he's married, so something works. <laughs> First of all, being married what? is not an indication of anything necessarily working. So let's just start there. Um, but second... <laughs> Second. Wait, Amanda, before you go, can I just say, you could always tell Amanda stop by the way her face changes <laughs> during the call. I didn't know what you about to say. I think he had a good point. I'm sure yeah. you did. I'm sure you did. Uh-oh. I'm sure you did. Uh, yeah, I let folks talk, but at a certain point, I'm just like, we're not going to promote nonsense. And Supreme, who we love, was not making sense that day. Sorry, not happening. Chauvinist. That was a chauvinistic comment. But this guy ultimately is like, I think what we're missing in all of this is preference. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's just like, he's like, we should be able to. And it's like, there's no like, we should be able to. I think at the end of the day, it's like some people want a date to go one way. Other people want a date to go another way. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, for some women, they really center like, I need you to be financially capable and I want my relationship to be set up this way. And Mm -hmm. so those women are telling you off the top that this is what it is. Like, I expect you to take care of me financially. Now, for some women, that's not the thing. And for some men, they actually like that. By the way, some men have to take you to some fancy schmancy restaurant because they really don't have a lot of, like, conversation or interesting energy or stuff to offer. Talk about it. 
It's a you know what I'm saying? So, so outside of the whole idea of it being special, it's just like, this is how I'm going to show you my value, that I have mm -hmm. money, that I have taste at, at a high luxury level, and that's what's valuable to me. And so that's the other thing I think we have to remember is that like, we're just attracting what we're like, what we're putting out there. So if you're mm -hmm. like, this, this means something to me, then someone else might be like, yeah, this means something to me too. And so that attracts them. Sometimes it's just like, oh, this person took me on a nice date to a nice restaurant. That was great. I still didn't think they would fly. <laughs> that part. You're still not cool. You're still not getting a second date. <laughs> but again, all of this seems like it's very couched in this idea that as a woman, you need to just deal with whatever the man is presenting to you and be happy with that. Because when he said there are women begging to go on dates, I'm just like, where? Because I, I, I see a lot of folks by the side of the road with signs, and I ain't never seen nobody with a sign that said, take me out to Cheese Factory. Hey. <laughs> so, we'll be right back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Okay. Did you know that it is World Adoption Day? No. It is World Adoption Day. Uh, it's an extremely important day. Um, also, you got to be careful out here. Okay. Make sure it's adoption papers and not conservatorship papers because that puts a whole mm. other spin on being blindsided. All right. <laughs> How did they call the movie Blindside? And then, like 20 years later, he was blindsided. Because <laughs> they knew he just didn't know. <laughs> But, like, the irony of that is too much for me to handle. Like, yeah. he's like, I was in a film called The Blind Side, and these people blindsided me with a conservative shit. Wait, what? Manifestation. I don't know. <laughs> Manifested for them. That sucks, man. I also just want to shout out any white people that have black children that you've adopted. Keep them exfoliated. Keep them moisturized. And please go to YouTube University and learn how to care for their hair. Because I know some people will see, some people will be like... As long as they love them, it doesn't matter. It does matter. Okay? Like, we require different, like, things. And caring is being able to attend to... For instance, like, we're going to talk about our pets this hour, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about our pets. We're going to chat on the topic of the week. 
all of my pets have different personalities. They have different needs. They have different, like, and part of me caring for them is identifying that and not trying to be like, oh, y'all cats. Y'all good. So, well, shouldn't that be in the adoption questionnaire? Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna adopt a black child, like, what is your experience with doing black hair? I feel like that should be part of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you gotta get in there and do it. Yeah, like trial. Even ask that when people are hired on jobs to do actresses with black hair. So I mean, they're just—you would think so. I think there should be an there. Okay, so maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we should put together a questionnaire mm. for for adoptees of black children, for non-black adoptees of black children. Um, I'm with yep. it. I'm with it. That's something we should work on for next week because I would really like to see <laughs> some of that put in place. And you know, the way the internet works, even if we put it on the internet, even if it's unofficial, it will get to the, the right people. <laughs> so if y'all have any, if y'all have any questions that you want to see on our questionnaire for folks that are non-black but adopting black children, call us up, 1-855-MANDA-8, 1-855-262-6328, all right? Now, for our group chat topic of the week, we're talking about our pets, all right? Mm-hmm. We're also going to Jeremiah's most likely to when we get back. So keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here on a group chat Thursday. And our group chat topic of the week is for our pet owners. Yay. Okay, so earlier this week when we kicked off the group chat topic of the week, I told you that the American Bully XL dog is being added to the list of banned dogs in England and Wales. They just like, get them out of here, shutting them down. So American bullies are said to have originated in the U.S., hence the name American. In the late mm-hmm. 1980s, they were basically formed when American pit bull terriers and American Staffordshires were crossed. The dogs are now added to a list of banned dogs because there's been like a number of attacks involved in the breed. I will say this, though. Of course, I don't believe that there's any bad dogs. There's just bad owners. But mm-hmm. this breeding stuff does create... Um, health issues and I wouldn't be surprised if those health issues also extend to mental health issues with certain breeds right I mean like you know uh, like Siamese cats for instance are supposedly like very susceptible to blindness because of like the breeding Um, Great Danes are Great Danes to my knowledge are very susceptible to heart disease I think and it's Mm. like related to the breeding Um, also like for oh a really good one is like French Bulldogs have uh really bad breathing yeah. issues yeah mm-hmm. you know and they were bred to like look a certain way but it wasn't like acknowledging that the actual anatomy is harming the dog um right so we want to hear from you if you're a pet owner because it, you know we could have talked about that on the, on the negative side but it was like no we want to talk about like <laughs> all right they're banning dogs well we're loving our animals here so even if you're not a pet owner you i mean even if you're not a dog owner but you have a pet we want to hear from you so call mm-hmm. us up one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Who's on the line? Hi, Amanda. I'm calling to answer the question: What I love about being a pet owner. Well, what I love about being a dog owner is mm-hmm. that when I'm watching TV, I always have company. I always have somebody to go jogging with me. And overall, my dog, he's just like one of the family. I just love him, and I'm quite sure he loves me too. So thanks, Amanda, for the question. <laughs> You're welcome. She sounds so sweet. She sounds like she she put coconut oil on her dog. I feel I'm like sorry, that's man. a very strong measure. 
Listen, <laughs> black people are not playing around with the moisturizing of their animals, okay? Like, it's really like a very serious thing that I watch on Instagram where like folks really are not playing around with it. Um, but she sounds like she has a, a... I love how she was like, I love my dog and I'm I'm pretty sure he <laughs> loves he me loves too. Me, he loves me too. <laughs> All right, let's go to the let's go to the phone lines. I feel like these are going to be really nice. Yeah, so I was just calling to let you guys know that I love my reptiles. Like I'm a hundred percent a reptile woman, so I have about seven now. I had um, eleven, <laughs> but um, my seven reptiles that I had that I just love to death is number one, um, Spice, which is a boa constrictor. And she's a red toe boa constrictor. Um, I had her for 11 years. That is my baby. It's a very intimate story behind her and how I received her. But um, I have her. I have my um, Machiavelli. He's a now monitor lizard who loves oh, the wow. water. He can be a little, you know, aggressive <laughs> and cranky sometimes. But I love him. Next, I have my um, Thomas Snapping Turtle. His name is Touche. He's a really fat <laughs> and greedy. Um, and he has an extra, extremely long neck. And he loves food. And after him, I have my alligator snapping turtle. I didn't name her yet. But she's pretty. And she's really calm. You know, she just sits there at the bottom of the water in her tank. Um, I have a yellow belly turtle. Dang. I didn't name him yet. And then I have a red ear slider. And I didn't What's name slider? her either. But yes. So yeah, this is me. Bougie Leash calling in to let you guys know about my babies. And have a good one. Bye. That was really neat, Bougie Bye, Leash. She said, I'm a reptile girl, by the way, which I didn't even know was a thing. So shout out to Bougie Leash, that but girl. also name all the animals. <laughs> we'll be right she, back. She got to be from Louisiana. <laughs> the Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals here, and we are talking about our group chat topic of the week. We wanted to really hear from our animal owners, all right? Because I know that Black people be like, I don't know. There's like a stigma that black people don't like animals. Um, and I think everyone here has a pet, right? And well, TJ, you don't currently have a pet, but you grew up with pets. Yeah. I, I definitely grew up with pets, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like we are last caller. She says she's a reptile gal. I didn't even know that was a thing. When she says she's a reptile gal, you know, when black people say that, they usually mean like, I like a python Birkin bag. I like a, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's more about fashion prints. Yeah. Uh, right yeah. I, I like my gators you know what i'm saying like i thought you talking about <laughs> stacy adams so uh but let's go to the phone lines who's on the jack hey girl uh i love my animals me and my man we have fish we have dogs we have cats they're my whole life uh, i like them more than people <laughs> and i like See? to you got some sense girl Thank you keep speaking she said, me and my man, then she named her animals and said, <laughs> they're my whole life. <laughs> the animals, people love the animals. Because the animals love you bad. Listen, the thing about it too, is that like, 
it's just a really clear exchange. I'm going to feed you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, you're going to eat. I, I think my homegirl had told me, she was like, when you get a dog, she was like, the thing that she didn't expect about dogs, but she was like, they're so happy to see you. And she was like, I did not, ex- I didn't realize how much I would be happy yeah. that they're happy to see me. And she yeah. was like, when I get home and the dog is like, hello, hello, you're here. And every time, and if you have a dog, y'all know. Mm-hmm. Every time you come home, it's like it's yep. like the first time you came home. Because every time you first leave, time. they really like, I don't know if they're coming back. Mm. They be sad, <laughs> crying. <laughs> oh, Jordy goes under the bed. Jordy like hides under the bed. Like he starts looking at me, like you leaving again. Like he sees, he starts, he sees me getting dressed. That's the other part is realizing that these are sentient beings. You know, mm-hmm. like when you start to really understand that these animals have thoughts and you know curiosities. Have y'all ever had that moment with any of your animals? I know for me it was when I saw him dreaming. When I saw Jordy dreaming and like running in his dream. And oh, then he'd yeah. be like barking, and I'm like, what are you, "Oh, your brain is wow! Like you're having an experience." Mine's more so when like Junior's like looking at me. I'm like, "What is she thinking about? Like, is she happy? Is she having a good life? <laughs> Does she hate me?" I'm like, "I'm really like, what are you thinking about right now in this very moment?" Well, I actually have wrote you ever the had a dog for this book um, that this woman wrote, who's like trained her dog to talk with buttons, Bunny. I don't know if you follow Bunny on Instagram, oh, but oh. Bunny be having yes. like whole existential conversations and I'm like a huge fan. And so I actually like wrote a, uh, a not a four, but I wrote a quote for her book, a blurb. <laughs> wow. I think, I think my dog is influenced by my blackness uh, because like when we, we run, she runs. Like she doesn't ask any questions. Like if you just <laughs> run in the house, she go run. <laughs> And then oh, she has natural hair, you know, so we wash her hair, it gets curly just like ours. I'm like, oh, snap, she got she got natural hair just like ours. So, And she is not completely comfortable around white dogs. So I think there is some kind of <laughs> racial connection. <laughs> <laughs> she be barking at white Me. dogs. Like, I'm, I, have, I have seen it. If it's a white dog, she's barking <laughs> man hard. Like... <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, like white men who have come to my house, like contractors, my next door neighbor, Jordy has been particularly suspicious of them. Like they gotta work hard to get him to be cool. And yep. when Don't Call Me White Girl came to the house, he gave her a hard time and we were like, she's black. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got more for you when we get back. Don't go anywhere. It's a group chat Thursday and we are talking about our pets on our group chat topic of the week. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. We're having such a fun time talking about our pets. This is group chat topic of the week. And I got to tell y'all, I wasn't sure if people would call in. And turns out people are like mad hyped to call in. Like all y'all calling in sound so happy to talk about your pets. So we're going to keep on giving you an opportunity to do so. Who's on the line? Hi, Amanda. I'm just calling to say why I love my pets. Um, I got him about 15, I think it was about 15 years ago. And I got him because I had mice in my home. And <clears throat> my landlord at the time was like, well, our only answer, we've, we've tried everything. Our only answer is to get a cat. And I was like, I don't want a cat because the last time I had a pet was in my late teens. And when I lost my dogs, it hurt so bad. I was like, I, I don't ever want to do another pet. Well, I did him anyway. I got a rescue cat. Um, and I just love him so much. But 
anyway, I've had him for about 15 years, and he's traveled with me. We've moved from Kansas City to Phoenix, and I just, I love him. But thank you so much for giving us this opportunity and this week to tell you why we love our pets. All right. Take care. Bye. Oh, my God. We're going to have to do this again at some point. She got lost in the love of her pet. Did you hear that? Like, she started drifting off. Like, oh, mushy. Yeah, I love him. 15 years. That's 15 years. That is Lando been with me for 10 years. We came from New York to here. Like, that's a real listen. That's what it is, though. When you like transition with a pet, you like, oh, we locked in. You don't see me in errors. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to another call. My name is Jonathan Burns. Why do I love my pet? So I have a, a female Maine Coon that I got when I was living in Rhode Island from the Elizabeth Breeds Cats. Anyways, I actually got her for another cat that my partner at the time had. It was a male Maine Coon. And I was like, oh, he looks lonely. Like, you know, he just looks like a lonely cat. So I want to get him a friend. So I was like, I'm going to get a cat, but it's going to be for Simba. So I got the female Maine Coon cat, her name's Nala, and um, I just love Naturally. her so much. Like, she really has become my companion. Um, even after that relationship ended and I moved, like, she moved with me everywhere. Like, that's my cat, and I love her, and <laughs> she's sweet. And I was always a dog person, but my ex got me into cats, and it's like, cats are the bomb, but I love all animals, but yeah. Mm. Cats are the bomb. Now see, now see, you heard, I heard the judgmental mm, from T, from uh, Supreme. What was that? What was that? Are you? No, I was just person? listening to him. I, I, it's just interesting the bond oh. that people will be having with their animals. Like, you with know, this. whether it's a cat, dog, reptile, whatever, like you can connect. I know I, I, I had a, a girlfriend that was real good with a parrot and she like really loved this parrot. So, you know. To each is their own. Like what's comedy to me is the people like you who sound like, "Wow, y'all really love these joints. <laughs> That's crazy." <laughs> and another thing that's literally... interesting: uh, people usually are cat people or dog people. But Amanda, you have both a dog, and then you have more cats mm -hmm. than you have dogs. So it's just interesting because they're usually different people. But I, it's true. They definitely are very different people. I feel like cats are for more independent people because um, mm. dogs really are needy. And so if you're somebody mm. that really wants yeah. to like be like loved like that, like get you a dog. Um, you know, some people just like the purpose that is necessary mm. that is necessitated by having a dog. I also became a cat person because my mom was like, I'm not getting you a dog because it's going to take too much, but I'll get you a cat. So like that's that's how that happened. Like her friend was like, well, you know, a cat is actually manageable. So shout out to Lloyd in Virginia who talked my mom into getting me a cat. All right, well, we got we got to wrap this up when we get back. But this has been so super joyful, loving it. Love y'all and love these pets. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals show. You can hear my face, right? I'm smiling. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. 
only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. here so last hour our group chat topic of the week was about our pets and like people were calling in and talking about how much they love their pets we had someone with reptiles we had someone with fish uh we had someone who had a Maine Coon Maine Coon cats are like very um they're big but they're also just like very uh, adventurous kind of cats like they're kind of like more dog type cats but Rita you were talking about your dog you feel like if your dog could talk it would be annoying you think <laughs> I feel like she would be mouthy. I can just tell, like, when she gets a certain snack, she's, like, throwing her head, like, what the hell is this? Is that the same snack from last week? I am just blessed that she cannot talk. I think that is a, a, a point of peace for me. I don't get any resistance. She ain't talking back like a kid would, you know. And so it is really affecting me. Like, I'm like, I really don't want kids because I've gotten used to this dog not talking. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, huskies talk back. People who have huskies always talk about how huskies are, like, really talkative. And they'll be like, oh, 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 oh. and, like, that they really yeah. will communicate with you and be like, I don't like this or I like this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so I think that's fascinating. And that has definitely made me be like, I don't want a husky. Um, all right. Well, it is time for the word of the day. So uh, while y'all are here, usually it's just Jeremiah and Supreme who chime in. But let me know if y'all, y'all know what this word means. The word is a noun and it is mean. M-I-E-N. Mean? M-I-E-N. Um, mean. Um, mean. To be, to be like very like sedity, highfalutin, sedity, to be cultured, maybe. Well, no, you said a noun, it's an adjective. It's not a name? Someone who is. It's a noun. M I E N. I've never heard of this before. It sounds like something. Um, at an Asian store that you would order, something like that. That's low oh main. God. That's what I got from that. Oriental. Not low main. So, oh my God. It, it means God, demeanor, appearance, oh aspect. So it's like someone has a somber mean. So it's like, it's like, it's like okay. the way that you show up. So it's like, I have a very expressive mean. You know what I'm saying? Like when we discussed earlier in the show, Supreme, when he was in his private, I mean, his predominantly white institution in high school, I suggested that maybe he had a hip hop mean about him. <laughs> um, but he said, no, actually not. <laughs> actually, that was not the case. Um, so <laughs> that is the word of the week. So remember, clock it, memorize it, all the good things, because we will be testing you on it tomorrow on Fun Day Friday. 
All right, coming up this hour, I'm going to hit you with an IB Noah. We're going to take more calls. Plus, in case you missed it, it's 60 Second Headlines. So keep it locked right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and it is time for me to give you another taste of IB Noah. So, uh, I have been very vocal about everything. Like, it's not just like the last week. Like, I think people just know me to be a very vocal, very passionate person about, you know, when I see wrongdoing, when I see dope things, just et cetera. And some people will say like, oh my gosh, like, how do you keep this up? Like, this must be exhausting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I, I, I want to talk about taking the scenic route. Now we've talked about kind of just like this idea about stopping to smell the roses and like uh, top, stopping to like, see like the little glimmers of, of light that happen in life. And there's something to be said for just like taking a break, but coming back. And for me, like when I take the scenic route, like it may mean that I take a longer ride home, um, but it means that I'm gonna see something like beautiful, or maybe I'm just gonna get to be in nature, or maybe I'm just gonna get more time to like, you know, have, have a solitude moment so that when I do come back to the work, I'm actually restored. And what I've noticed is that I take those moments, like how people say you're supposed to snack throughout the day to like improve your metabolism. Like I do that throughout the day. Like I will take just like respites, like just moments of like committed, I guess it's meditation, <laughs> but just like committed detachment from just the world of things. And it's taken me quite a bit of time to like build this into my life, but it's just, I guess it's, it's wellness, but I, I consider it to be taking the scenic route because it really is a conscious way of moving through life that isn't always considered about like the most efficient in terms of getting things done, but it is the most efficient in keeping me sane, right? And so sometimes that's really why we take the scenic route because it's like, I remember being in Paris with my homeboy one time and he was like, we will go this way. It's going to take a little longer, but it will be more beautiful. <laughs> and there's something that that does for you that breathes into you. And we live in a particular culture that's so committed to productivity and efficiency and, and, and you know, just perfection, et cetera, that um, we sometimes don't allow ourselves to, to have that, that those moments. For some it's napping, you know, shout out to the nap ministry. And for me, it's, it's, it's like taking in just life without life coming at me. And sometimes I just take a moment to do that. And my favorite version of that is, is water. If I can drive by water, if I have the opportunity to drive by water and it's not gonna like, it's not like gonna completely throw off my timing, I'm gonna drive by the water, y'all. I'm gonna drive by the water. When the GPS actually says that the fastest route is by the water, I'm like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. And when I go to the islands or I'm anywhere by water, somehow I end up waking up at 5.30 a.m. I end up waking up at 5.30 a.m. because getting to take in the water will make the rest of my day even that much better. So I encourage all of y'all to find out what's your scenic route in your day. What is the scenic route of your day? Maybe that's really the thought process of it all versus just taking a scenic route on a drive or a scenic route on a walk. What is the scenic route of your life that you take where you give yourself just a little extra time to take in some goodness to be able to handle the wackness? We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and we are here on a group chat Thursday, but don't think we're going to not give you your 60-second headlines. 
All right, Amanda. First up, Democratic candidates made history this week in Philadelphia and Rhode Island. Cheryl Parker is set to become Philly's first female mayor, while Gabe Amo will become the first Black person to represent Rhode Island after winning the special congressional election. Uh, but is is he um, pro progressive? See, these days, I, it's not enough for you to be black. It's not enough. Great question. Great question. Yeah, I need to know what what are your policies? Because <laughs> black is a race, but it is um, also a certain policy space. And so, right yeah. So I, my, my verdict is out on you, Gabe. But congrats <laughs> on your on your success. Also, approximately 35,000 workers will reportedly go on strike across 18 casino resorts on the Las Vegas Strip if an agreement on a five-year contract is not reached by today. Oh, they're going to get that. They're they going to get that because, <laughs> you know what? They need to lower the damn jackpot winnings and pay the people their money. The jackpot be OD. And you like, you got all this just sitting here and these people over here like, we got to hit the, the sidewalk? That don't make no sense. That don't make right. no sense. I'm not a casino gal, but for all y'all who do do casinos, um, I know there's a whole culture to it. Mm -hmm. And they know that too, which is why they like, pay us our money. <laughs> also, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has issued a warning for people to stop putting rhinestones on y'all steering wheels. Because if your car um, gets to an accident, it could cause serious injuries. I can't even. Next story. <laughs> <laughs> this is along with the people who putting like the people who put eyelashes on their headlights. I'm just like, <laughs> why? Is is this completely? Is this core. necessary? Or the people who have? I'm from Florida, so people put balls like dog balls on the back of their pickup trucks. They just be just the swaying. I've been behind yeah. that. Real classy. That's a quick way to spot a Trump voter before you even see a flag. <laughs> well, one person y'all can't spot because she fast as hell, Shakira Richardson. Shakira Richardson. She now has a sports track in her hometown in Texas named after her. The track at John Kincaid Stadium in Dallas, Texas will, will receive her name. This is so major. First of all, she's mad young and already has something mm -hmm. in her name. This made me feel like, damn, I need to get focused. I need to get something <laughs> in my name, y'all. Can we get a dog park in my name or, you know, a performing arts center? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Can we get a Taco Bell in my name? Like, this is my Taco Bell. Like, I would really, okay, that'd, be, that'd be quite an honor. That'd be quite an honor. <laughs> And lastly, Alicia Keys is commemorating the 20th anniversary of the Diary of Alicia Keys this year by dropping a special deluxe edition of the re-release on December 1st. All right, now, those are your 60-second headlines. All right. It's been a group chat Thursday. We're going to take another call when we get back. Keep it live. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Hey, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And on this group chat Thursday, we have had so many folks call in about their pets because we had our group chat topic of the week. And it was people sharing with us, like, why they love their pets or how they and their pets came to connect. And I just loved it so much. I was like, let's see if we could just get another caller on the line. So who's who's here? What's up? Hey, girl. Hey, I want to talk about my pet. Her name is Diamond, and she was abandoned to me by someone who stole her, first of all. Um, but she was, a, she was in a, uh, owned by someone who was addicted to drugs. And um, she was given to me. And then my brother and uh, sister-in-law, they took her in. She had been with them for a few months. They're young. They uh, lost their home, and then she had to come back with me. And she came back two weeks before 
my godmother died, and then two weeks after that, my uncle died. And when I tell you, every time I broke out in tears, this big old 70-pound pit bull will come and sit next to me and just lay on my lap and put her paws on my hand and just check and make sure I'm okay and just be, try to just be affectionate and with me any way she could. And I, I thought it was just a me thing, but she's such a lover because fast forward, um, last weekend, my cousin had a very uh, weird domestic situation and he was over here just very sad and she was normally she sits at my feet and she was sitting at his feet and she didn't really know him so she didn't jump on him or anything but I can tell like she was there like trying to just support him I cried I cried wow listen when my mom um so I had I my cat Manza that I grew up with like ended up staying with mm-hmm. my mom like when I went to college and stuff and so when my mom had to have uh, she had eye surgery and she was kind of just like laid up for a couple weeks. Manza like slept at the foot of her bed. Manza never at any point has ever slept at the foot of my mother's bed. And she slept like not even at the foot. She slept at the side of the bed. So like my mom could like see her um, mm-hmm. with her one eye. <laughs> with her one eye. Um, well, you know. And I just thought that was such a show. You know, they say, like, pets, or I know, like, dogs particularly, they can, like, read your emotions. Like, they can tell you're sad, when you're happy, and things like that. Well, they can also sense your chemicals shifting. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like, they have dogs that are able to, like, tell when you're going to have a different, like, they have, like, emotional support dogs that can tell, like, you're you're about to have a depression um, because, like, your chemical, they can, they can sense, like, your chemicals shifting internally or some shit. These so dogs, smart these animals listen and you know we hear stories all the time of like you know dogs and cats in like nursing homes that like know who's gonna die mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. they always go and cuddle with that person don't even get me started on horses okay horses because horses horses are just on a whole other level of intelligence too yeah and mm. i went to the zoo this week and they were saying that like one of the reasons why they have like certain animals kept a certain way is because they don't want the people to see the animals having sex. So like at SeaWorld, <laughs> they used to keep the dolphins in like separate pens because yeah. they just didn't want people to see the dolphins having sex. And then like bonobos, which you know are like one of my favorite animals, the bonobo mm. exhibit apparently at one of these zoos, they kind of keep it on the low ski woski because bonobos don't fight, they have sex. Right. And they don't want people to see the bonobos having sex. I'm just like the obsession in this country with something that everybody is doing is is, is I, I just I don't understand. We're pretending that they're not the doing it. I don't get it. Everybody. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Rita, did you have anything to say before I move on? Well, I mean, the kids would probably have questions if they saw it too much. Good. And Good. Then, That's and hopefully the parents way. will be able to explain it though. Yes. You know? You know what I'm saying? Like, parents be dreading that conversation. I remember my dad trying to have that conversation with me. I'm like, I barely see you, and you trying to have this conversation with me? No. No. I started crying. I was like, stop, stop. I remember there was a tall glass of orange juice, and we were stuck because we were at Mammoth Mountain, and we were snowed in, and this one, this man decided to try and have this conversation with me. And I was like, please, what in the 90s sitcom episode is going on and then i just drank i just like (laughs) committed myself to drinking the entire glass of orange juice like if i just drink this he'll stop because i just i'm gonna do this yeah no much easier way my mother on the other hand put a bunch of books on the couch so that's how it turned out 
By the way, I had already seen a porn when I was eight years old. Why? Because people's parents don't be hiding their tapes. <laughs> oh, we'll oh be right that back tapes. The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. We're going to get on out of here. It's, such been, it's been a great day. Great, great group chat Thursday. Shout out to Sam J for joining us to talk about the difference between just being being a single person but then the married life and then like in america how does that change up your existence i know for a lot of people they just talk about taxes you know right. but things have things have definitely become a lot more diverse these days also we talked about you know what it's like being at a private predominantly white institution when you are the only black person or just one of a small group of black people and we got into that and that was really fun uh, but we also talked about the group chat topic of the week pet owners um, you know, y'all called in and just shared with us your love for your pets. And it was so just beautiful in such a dark time right now. It was really just a, a beautiful glimmer of light. Like it really like warmed my heart. So thank y'all for doing that. Also, just a side note. So my cat Lando, who's the oldest of my animals, I've had it for 10 years. We moved from New York to LA together. Like Lando really understands things. So like everything, like, so sometimes Lando will just like, sleep in other parts of the house but if i'm just like lando i miss you you know i would love for you to sleep in the room tonight never at never at any point have i done that and he not slept in the room that night really he understands lando catrician i love you uh so make sure you call us up and if you miss any of the show you can check it out wherever you get your podcast so make sure you do that and you can check out the latest episode of my podcast small doses uh that episode premiered today I can't remember what the actual topic of the episode is, but uh, you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts. All right. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals show tomorrow with our fun day Friday. It's going to be a feel good day. Sam J will join us for another edition of For the Record. We're also going to have things I learned this week and my public seals announcement. We're going to celebrate history with Missy Misdemeanor Elliott and uh, her getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All right. We got Black Joy stories from Damar Hamlin, Venus Williams and Lori Hernandez and more. All that's happening on Friday on the Amanda Seals Show. Keep it locked. And remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. The Amanda Seals Show. We are. We up, we up.